Leong Brophy. Are you there? Emily, I'm here and I'm ready for another episode of Still Legit. Oh, well, let's do one then. <laughs> well, then we must. <laughs> Good thing we've got all this podcasting equipment. Emily, Emily just talked me through um, a relatively complicated setup. And I think in testament to the healthiest relationship I have in my life, we did that without bickering or fighting at all. We did it without bickering or fighting, despite me saying the wrong words for everything I was no. asking you to do. Despite you not being able to hear me, we still yeah. got here. And hopefully you can Look all... where we are. Hear us. Yeah, imagine <laughs> now if they're like, sounds a bit low on sounds that podcast. Sounds a bit shit, sounds a bit shit on that one. <laughs> well, this is what you're getting, guys. So, you know, fingers crossed it all works. We are flying through these podcasts now, as in like, I can't believe that we've got so many episodes. I know. <laughs> but it might be some people's first time, Anna. Right, do you want me to say all our six names? Could you say our six names, please? Yes. <laughs> Full name us, otherwise they won't know. This is the podcast where Emily Loisaini, Esquire, and Anna Leon Brophy, Beyond, uh, <laughs> get together and take a look at pop culture from the past and from our past and examine whether or not those films, TV shows, books, magazines, we haven't done any print at all, that's not happened, but at some point we'll look at some adverts. We'll get a Reader's a- Digest out. Oh my God. We, oh my God. We used to actually subscribe. For, I don't fucking know why or how. Somehow our household had a Reader's Digest subscription. And because I was a like a really voracious reader, they would just obviously pile up. No one would fucking read them because Reader's Digest. Uh, they would just pile up next to the toilet. And I, would, I knew so much about the most boring middle-aged things when I was 12 <laughs> or 13. And there used to be these, oh, there used to be like um like a comedy quip thing. You know, they're kind of, you, you send in a, a funny story, like a little joke or something. Yeah. I would dream about sending one in and getting published. And look at you now. Never been published in Reader's Digest. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. I'm a failure. <laughs> Only for toilet reading. Only for toilet reading. You're destined for bigger things. (laughs) Libraries. It's just, those are the things that contribute to being a weird, precocious child. Do you know what I mean? It's not your fault. No one ever bought me a magazine. Then finally I got just 17 and I was like, oh, this feels normal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, agony aunts about thrush and blowjobs. Yeah. I mean, it's better than fleece-lined glasses holders. Sorry? You know, the sort of things that they advertise in that. Yeah, where they're like, why don't you get yourself a tabletop, a a solid silver fleece-lined tabletop glasses holder. I used to love those adverts. Innovations catalogue. I mean, everybody loved innovations, obviously. Um, We didn't have the catalogue innovations where I was. No. I'm talking, no, it was just that those brochures that would have this, you know, you could either read 900 copies and send 9,000 stamps in and get a free necklace with real diamond dust in. Uh, full disclosure, I have a necklace Oh my god! with quote unquote real diamond dust in in my jewellery box upstairs that I've had since I've been about 12, 13 and I think it is from one of those catalogues. What is happening? Yeah, I just really came from an Elizabeth Duke time. I mean, yeah. Do you know what I really always wanted? 
those earrings from Argos where like the yeah. front of the cat is on the front of your ear and then the back of the body of the cat that hangs down is at the back of Okay, you. I've had a pair of earrings. <gasps> you had them? Oh, no, actually, okay, better than that. I had a pair of earrings like that. Um, they stab you. If you forget to take them out when you sleep, you just get stabbed but a lot in the side of the neck. But all fucking studs do that. And honestly... They do do that, but, you know, a spiky cat tail. I also had a belly bar, a gold belly bar. Oh, my God. Now which, we're getting into let it. me just say my old belly button piercing looks absolutely beautiful in pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> but I had, it's disgusting. I had a, um, a lizard belly bar. So the top what? of the lizard came out the top. The bo- And I actually have a little scar below my body but- belly button from where the lizard stabbed me so many times. <sighs> Oh my god! Okay, so we're already getting into this. I love it because I I had a UV belly button bar, which was like mm. a regular bar, and then it was like a sort of bullhorn shape, you know, like a a C shaped horn mm-hmm. shape that was UV, yellow UV, and of course, Raver. It, it would. Yeah, I got it from Cyberdog, guys, in Camden. Don't worry about it. That's oh, where did. I got it from. Yeah. Mine yeah. was literally from the Argos catalogue. <laughs> I don't know which one is more lame. No, but in their own way, <laughs> they were always destined to be together. Yeah. So it would like... So it's meant to obviously like the two points of the bullhorns are meant to poke outwards but of course it would just roll back and I'd wake up mm. in the middle of the night with essentially like two scorpions stabbing me from either side oh lovely I also have like worn away the back of my gum on tongue my piercing lower, yeah from my tongue piercing yeah right yeah very st- stupid thing to get it turns out guys I don't know anyone now with a tongue piercing I don't think does Josie? No, she's. Okay. I know one person that I know of with the belly piercing still. Who's that? It's my cousin. It's me, you idiot. What? Yeah. How many times have you seen my belly? You see it all the time. It just doesn't register. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. Stand yeah, up. Let me see. Great for a podcast. Oh, it's you. Yeah. I always thought you just had a little double belly button. It's very small. It looks really weird if um. It's you. If I take it out, well, it's the two of us. Your cousin and me. Yeah, I know two people. I took it out because I was like, literally had it in longer than I've had it out. Like I got it when yeah, I was... Well, I only took mine out for an operation where I wasn't allowed it in and they lost the little bar. It wasn't oh. a lizard reader. <laughs> uh, and a week later I'd got a new one and it had closed up. It wouldn't go in. I had a lot of that drama. I used to have loads of piercings. Mm. No tattoos though and all the... All the people who tried to make me have tattoos with them when I was a 15-year-old all now have terrible tattoos that they're stuck with. (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, they're dead now. No, I just mean, you know, when you're 15 and you're getting tattooed by a person who shouldn't be tattooing you at a 15-year-old, you do tend to get not the best tattoos. So there's there's lots of emo stars and dice That's how I ended up with the word builder on my back, Anna, so... Please, can you tell everybody about that? I'm not that? telling the story. I'm not telling the story. I'll probably cut it out of the podcast. You're not having it. No. <laughs> no, not having it. Please. I got the wrong word tattooed onto my back in a different language and that's all you're having. Okay? Come to a live show one day, I'll tell you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> one day we'll do a live show. Who knows? We should probably get to the point <laughs> one day. I didn't even finish doing the intro, but basically we look back on oh, these yeah. things and set, and see if they're still legit. So Reader's Digest, we're coming for you is what we're saying. Oh, my days, please. 
please, please, please. So but this week we are going to be re-examining. Oh yeah, it's an absolute classic. It's big. It's Tom Hanks in Big. It didn't even when I was searching for it, I was like, I feel like I'm searching for porn. It's it, it would it's so succinctly porny, isn't it? Like I've never considered it like that, no. But weirdly, you say that, we sat down to watch it, John and I. And you ended up going and at we it. Made out Cameron and we filmed films. it. No. Made out. <laughs> hey, it was American. No. And he went, Oh, is this the one where the little kid sleeps with loads of old women? What? <laughs> then and then you were like, No, that's the you porn version of Big. Yeah. That's big. Biggest dickus. I mean, in a way, he's not not wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, old women is insulting. Comparatively. Comparatively old. Yeah. So much in there as well, by the way. So much well, to say. So let's... much to say. <laughs> Maybe we should do the quick uh, rundown. Do you want to do the synopsis? Uh, yeah, uh, I can do, but I think you'll have stuff to add because I'm... <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Okay, Big. (laughs) She looks so stressed out. I am. Big is the story of a young 12-year-old boy who makes a wish at a fairground that he was big because he's small, he's... uh, He's, he's small and he makes the wish and the next day he wakes up big he wakes up and he's tom hanks and obviously that freaks his family out so he, he leaves with the help of his friend who he who knows it's really him he goes to new york and manages to pass as an adult he thinks he's around 30 years old never confirmed looks still to me about 12 mm-hmm. but he goes to New York, gets a job at a very big corporate toy manufacturer because, you know, he's got a kid's vision with toys and there's a bit of a love interest there. Uh, Side story, his friend and him are trying to find the machine that made him big so that they can redo it. There's going to be about six to eight weeks before they can find this machine because that's how long it takes. Anna? I really enjoyed how much of an Anna synopsis that was. Yeah, yeah. I realised halfway through <laughs> that I'd gone into Annaville, Annaville, Tennessee, and I thought, fuck it, I'm here. Population, I might as well buy a milkshake. Oh, no, I think that was very good. That was very good. I love that you recognise what an Anna synopsis is. <laughs> I'm like... Mm, there's a lot of there's a lot of good extraneous detail. In it. <laughs> it's richly textured. <laughs> richly <laughs> That's textured. how I roll. <laughs> Thank you. But would you add anything? Take anything away? Or no? I guess only the end, which I know you don't like doing. But in the end, he has to. He basically has to make a choice between um, a very successful life in grown-up land, yeah. or actually going back to his childhood. And he chooses. To go back. Yeah, I hate it when you do that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like it's ruined for me, even. Yeah, even though you watched it last. <laughs> to be night. fair, if you haven't watched it yet, you've had many, many years. Don't blame Anna. Don't come for her <laughs> because you'll have to get through me, and I'm essentially two people now. So she is, yeah, oh, magnificent. So uh, let's do a check-in. Oh yes. You're right. I'm absolutely fine and my week has been made by other people's WhatsApp groups. Oh, oh my God, tell me more. This sounds so interesting. So my 
a very close friend of mine is in a community WhatsApp group, which a lot were a lot were set up during lockdown. I believe you're in one, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not in one. Yeah. Because... Oh, you mean sort of like a volunteer kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, theirs is just kind of their road and the surrounding kind of roads just supporting okay. each other. It's nice. Yeah. We don't have it here in South Norwood. Or maybe they do and I'm not invited. So, fine. Uh, this is just her roads and surrounding roads. More of a like community. Like a support network. Supporting. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. We don't have one in South Norwood. Or if we do, I'm not invited to it. Which is fine. <laughs> but you got to been... go, you've, got, you've got to find those things via Facebook. I you don't find... fucking want them. <laughs> okay, okay. I hear what you're saying. They're the kind of things that come to me and I'm like, how do I... When is a good time to leave? Yeah, I hear you. You with me? Mm-hmm. But she's been sending me screenshots of it kicking off oh on this God. WhatsApp group. And I'm honestly, I live for it. I absolutely I, live for it. Do you know what? I love that. I love it. Tell me some of the things that are going on because it's the same. I mean, this is the ends. Like there are, there are, there's a lot going on around here. You know, there was a massive rave around here the other day. Like a you block You told party. me about this. Halston had a rave. Thanks, Halston. You're giving Halston... <laughs> You're reinforcing the Halston bad name by <laughs> just being so fucking Halston. Giving Halston its name. Its name, which is 500 people went to an open air block party in the middle of the night on Church Road. And oh my days, there was helicopters all night. No one was social distancing. No one had masks on. Everybody grinding up against each other. What did night. your... You sound like you were there, Anna. <laughs> Did you have a good time? I didn't even get felt up once. It was an absolute <laughs> fucking disaster. Bullshit. <laughs> but what did your WhatsApp group say about it? What did they want? What was their problem? I'm on the sort of mutual aid area WhatsApp group. Right. Because right at the beginning, people were in need and I'm, you know, I'm basically a saint, guys. So it's mm-hmm. just, I'm kind of like um, Spider-Man, but with my pants on the... No, that's... Like Mother Teresa, but less evil. Yeah, like Mother Teresa, but less racist. <laughs> don't fucking come at me yeah but so i'm on that group but i've obviously muted it because that way madness slides yeah it's just any time every week when the mute comes off and then suddenly it's people being like just slinging shit around and well getting rowdy go on i want to hear about yours though so there's a particular person on my friend's community whatsapp group Every day she shares an inspirational quote in the form of a picture. Oh my God. And not only that, like some of the quotes are, I mean, they're they're absolutely bonkers. I might have to read you out one in a sec. Please. But also people have been saying things that aren't to do with the pandemic and Mm -hmm. other people will kick off and say, what is this group for? Is it to discuss Disney Plus programs? Because I thought this was this. And then someone else will get back and say, actually, we started the group and we've let it evolve naturally. And then their either tail goes between their legs or I mean it the politics are incredible and I don't know what I'd do without it do you know what the worst thing is on my group um <laughs> is that people who are being so lovely and trying to help out are like fully giving vulnerable people's full addresses and names oh, on the group days. and everyone's like could you not <laughs> could you please not be like there's an old, there's a rich old man who's got a mattress stuffed full of money, but he can't walk. And he's on this address. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. And he leaves Just... his door open. And... So if somebody could bring him over a bottle of hot soup. <laughs> this is, this is what's giving me life. You ready? Please. If you hear a voice within you that says you cannot paint, then by all means paint and the voice will be silenced. Vincent van Gogh. 
So that was one day. Wait, what? I'm going to just... Look, I've just got screenshots. What? Strength shows not only in the ability to persist, but the ability to start over. And my favourite, do what you can with what you have where you are. Like you've got any other fucking choice. <laughs> do, do what you can't somewhere else with things you don't have. <laughs> Theodore is about... <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, my favourite was the painting one. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Someone tells you you can't paint, just paint. And they just get confusing. So she shares them with us on this WhatsApp group. Listen, okay, I'm just going to have to come out. I'm going to have to come out now and say that, Mum, if you're listening, stop listening. Because I'm about to mug you off. (laughs) The random ass shit that I get from my mum on WhatsApp. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anna, your mum is... Sorry, Stella, if you are listening, but... But I've told her, Mum, if you are listening, I've said to you, please don't send me a fake news with no sources. If some, if, if a news story says the Ghanaian Minister for Medicine, that is not a source. <laughs> it's not a source. And also, it's always something like, oh, rice kills you. And you're like, you are an Asian woman. You've been eating rice every day, twice a day for your whole life. (laughs) And you're a medical professional. (laughs) Shit. My Um, mum keeps asking for pictures of me because she's not getting to witness, you know, the belly growing and stuff. And every picture I send, I get insulted. Literally every single one. You know that picture you took of me on the French and Ponds beach? She was like, oh, look at the state of you. And I said, you what? She's like, are you posing or what? And I said, yeah, I'm doing a beach pose. Like we were having a laugh. And she was like, you're telling me. <laughs> hang on though, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because this morning I saw your Insta post for John's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and it said, oh no. My partner in crime turns... 34 today he doesn't look a day over 45 and I was like she is her mother's daughter he told me that Anna he told me that this morning so I told him that mum always does this and he was like you're exactly the same (laughs) oh yeah but I'm cute with it (laughs) he's like you I mean I'm clearly my destiny is to start sending yesterday it was a picture of four roses yeah. And at the top in neon green, it says, good morning. And then below, plant your garden with the things you want to see grow. And then each rose is named faith, hope, courage, love. And then in red script at the bottom, have a nice day. Look, I'll post it on the Insta. Yeah, I'll just pop a bit of courage in the garden. It will be my birthday. And then I'll get something being like, rice kills you. And then a swan <laughs> that says, friends are those who support friends, yeah. even from afar. And I'm like, happy birthday. Happy <laughs> yeah. birthday to me. I'll just cancel that sushi and... Uh... <laughs> what the fuck? Off I um, go. So, so yeah. I would love if our listeners would send us, if they've got... Yes. If they've got aunties, mums, listen, the aunties are the collective that are create creating these memes and pushing them out <laughs> into the world. So we need I wanna see them. Yeah. yeah. And we'll post them on Insta. Oh, yeah, you can send them to uh, is it still legit at gmail dot com. Yeah, plus any other I really want them. info. <laughs> Just live. Yeah, for I, really, I love it. So yeah, really that is what's that's what's keeping me yeah right this week. Okay, so big. Big. What a lovely, what a lovely, lovely evening. I really recommend everyone that you watch it because 
I had a nice time. Yeah, I mean, that's good enough, isn't it? That's a good enough reason. I mean, I can particularly speak for its efficacy because... Don't know what efficacy means. It's uh, effectiveness. Oh, not efficiency. Um, Efficient means speedy, right? But efficacy oh, means... effectiveness, yeah. All right, yeah. I'm learning. Learning with Anne. Effectively, yeah. I suppose that, yeah, 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 you're right. No, I like it. So I had, I did an exercise class because I'm absolutely banging. Do you know what I mean? You're such a ledge. We're all thinking it. Um, <laughs> but I did the same thing that I do with everything in my life, as you well know, Emily. I was like, yeah, my exercise class finishes at 7.30. Um, made a plan to watch it at the, at the same time, distantly, in other houses, at 8 o'clock. What am I doing? And then I was like, oh, I, uh, okay, I'll try and set it up. Couldn't find the remote was trying to then I was like okay so I'll look for the remote while I do that I'll run a bath because I'm actually now like my muscles are really achy so I can you can't have a bath in half an hour what are you talking about you can't run a bath have a bath (laughs) get out of the bath clean cream come downstairs watch no you remind me so much of my boyfriend like you are the same person when it comes to time we're positive very positive optimistic people when you know in those old days where we're allowed to see each other and you'd be I like, I just want one minute, I'll stop for a coffee. And I'm like, she ain't getting a coffee in a minute. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, you'll order it in a minute. You ain't getting it. There's a queue. Those people don't care about your time. Positive, you're right. What is wrong? What is wrong with my brain? I genuinely think, I would like someone to tell me, I think at some point a, a clever person is going to be like, oh, the reason why that is, is, and they'll have a, a swanky answer. But in the meantime, all I can say is I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot. No, there's too many good things going for you. Like time, time deficiency. Time <laughs> does deficiency not make you an idiot. Is a is a big one. But yeah, so you sat down at um, nine. Did you say it was forty five minutes later? And because I'd made the commitment to to watch it with someone else, I was praying out. Oh, yeah. And then two minutes in, he lives on such a lovely street. Yeah, hang on a minute though. This is the street and the town where only children live. <laughs> just children everywhere and no adults at all. I guess it's it's meant to be that sort of suburban New York area. It's so nice. So beautiful where all these kids uh, just play out. I didn't remember the start. It's another film where I just never remember the start. There was so much of it. I was like, I don't remember this. I know it's preamble, but I was like, well, it's gone. I had the opposite. I had the opposite where I was like, oh, I remember this almost blow by blow. So much of it. Yeah. Even like the fair and the playing, oh, the pick your own adventure computer games. The picture, yeah. Did you ever play those? Now we're really going ahead. We're seeming ahead. No, because um, that's at the start. Pick your own adventure computer games. He's playing oh, it Oh, his... I'm so sorry. I thought you were talking about the comic book that's on later on. Well, you've done it now. You're no. 100% right. Do you know what it made me think of? What? Did you have this in your reception class? Pod can pop? No. Did you have pod? Okay, please. If anyone listening remembers pod. He was like a little tomato. Right. And it was the same thing... I don't know the, the name of it, but, you know, you have the old MS-DOS thing and you yeah. you write in, it says pod can, and you wrote in the instruction, you'd be like, oh, pod can we jump. We all used to know how to code, for God's sakes. And then he would jump, or you'd be like, pod can hop, and he'd hop. 
but you were it felt like you were instigating it yeah. you know it probably gave me that power complex that I've lived in I only really liked pick your own adventures computer games when I was younger mm-hmm. and two things to say on that my dad used to fix computers so it was really kind of new MS-DOS whiz and when I used to go to work with him to keep me entertained there was an MS-DOS Star Trek game now I was about six or seven and I'd never watched Star Trek but all you did was just give them commands for the ship your staff and I'd type it in so and so go and check the deck and then I'd get a reply back saying going to check the deck but what would happen is you'd give your commands and then they would all disappear for an hour nobody would come back Wow. And was like, yep, yeah, you've sent new commands, you've sent them all away. And you'd just be staring at a blank screen or what? And you'd just be of looking at the screens. blinking screen waiting for someone to come back and report for duty. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And then no, I didn't have any when of that I stuff. got older, my stepdad used to play Tomb Raider, you know, the computer game Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I found it too... Oh, no, it was Doom. Doom. Doom, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. too much for me, but I used to sit behind him and guide him around. So we'd play together, but he'd do all the scary stuff. But then he bought me a game called Grim Fandango. Did you ever hear of that? No. Basically, it was like an evolved version of what he is playing in that film. He's playing this weird wizard game, isn't he? Like, yeah. trying to melt the wizard, which is a relatively clunky way of... that they 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 sort of bring it back in later on in the film, which I do want to talk about because, um, but I'll talk about it as we go a bit further on. No, in fact, I'll do it now. now. We won't get to it. Yeah, I'll interrupt. (laughs) um, Later down the line, when he plays the game again, but now as Tom Hanks and in his girlfriend's house, he has a full PC computer, a full desktop computer with a tower on the end of her very nice Mexican style dining ta- table. Yeah. And I'm like, is this a laptop? Is this shit a laptop? Because this was this is din- this is the dinner table. You notice some bonkers things. Where did the computer come from? I didn't question it. How is it now on the dining like she has a massive fucking what if house? It might be her computer. And he yeah, just but... inserted his floppy disk, which we yeah. need to talk about but no I agree it probably is her computer but then where does it normally live why is it now he's picked up the whole computer plus the tower (laughs) and the plugs and all that shit and put it on the end of the dining table where they have their eggs I feel like they would have had a desk I don't know why (laughs) I don't know why she she wouldn't have a desk like that shit is not they're not putting that in their briefcase and taking it to work you know it's it's a whole thing but anyway Okay. That now I've said it and it's off my chest. If anyone else noticed it, ten points. <laughs> my next big point is a bit yeah. is a bit further on in the film and it comes around the hotel point. So if there's anything before that, please. Well, I think we should just quickly mention the fact that he turns into what I really like about the whole Zoltan thing and him getting big is there is no attempt to explain it yeah and there is also no attempt to figure out how to solve it and that is all the way through the film it's just like oh we live in a world where magic happens okay it's not even that they do but just that as soon as it has happened he's like okay well the logical thing is i need to go back to the same the same weird fairground game and I need to make another wish yeah simple as that no shit if that doesn't work i'm screwed and i'm stuck here 
no just like okay that was what caused the problem that's the antidote for the problem yeah and it just creates so much more space in the film yeah to get on with shit it makes me want to talk to any producer we ever work with if we ever write anything and be like we don't need to explain it okay yes this is the way it is people will come with us yeah and before you move on then to the hotel can i just say something i know this is going to come up again his poor mother that is past the hotel actually for me but yes all the way through the film i was thinking his poor mum his poor family where is the police investigation why is why is no one questioning why his best friend billy is not bothered by his disappearance at all yeah the reason why I, I say it comes before the hotel is because he tries to go yeah. back into the house. Yes. And yeah, essentially, yeah. a strange man dressed in presumably her husband's pyjamas yeah. um, has come into her house talking intimately about her young son. Yeah. Her very cute young so son. Cute. yeah. You know, very kidnappable is what I'm saying, you know. <laughs> if you're going to kidnap a boy, is this a cute one? Okay. Well, we've got that recorded, so that's nice. And I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course they can't go into it, but... Well, oh, yeah, and th- that is so much more clear, obviously, watching it older. I was just like, oh my God, you have just told your mum, you've essentially admitted, yes, all right, the only way you'll listen to me is if I let you believe he's been abducted. He's been abducted, all this stuff. I won't hurt him. I'm going to, you know, playing his favourite song. It's absolutely heartbreaking. <laughs> It's horrible. If there is no ransom, there is only one reason that child has been taken. And it's not good. I just, there was, surely the police, the police would track, that you could track. This is such a lovely area. None of the kids at school seem to care. There's no police investigation. And surely there'd be so much questioning. This might be to do with uh, it being 30 years on. Yeah. He's using his own name, a name that presumably would be publicised as a... And it's not like people are going to go, oh, this 30-year-old man has got the same name as a 12-year-old that was been chosen, stolen. But you could be like, well, there's this weird guy who's just suddenly popped up. Why is he using the name of this kid who's been, you know, anyway? Exactly. What I'm saying is Tom Hanks would have been arrested for the abduction of himself he would never have found that machine because he would be behind bars. He would be behind bars. Very different film. Oh, I like it though. Yeah. Imagine being arrested for the abduction and you're like, it's me. And they're like, well, no, yes. so you're mad. Brilliant. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Right, well, option it. But also with Billy as well, his friend who's helping him, there's, oh, Anna, sorry. I'm sorry, I can't continue any further. Please don't apologise, carry on. But remind me about Billy in a sec, because what do I love in a film, Hannah? Oh, montage. A montage. She loves a montage. Every single one. Absolutely, absolutely perfectly executed. I know. (laughs) I was like, this, you're made for me. But my, one of the montages is of him and Billy hanging out. Where do Billy's parents think he is? Because he's in New York at nighttime quite a lot. Yeah, when he takes him to the rundown hotel, yeah. he's like, I can't stay. I gotta be back by 10. <laughs> he's got like <laughs> such a sort of. You're 12. Um, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. He's fantastic. My favourite reaction of his is when uh, Susan says, I'm his girlfriend. And he's like, It's <laughs> really offensive. Uh, he's like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but it's just that. that 12 year old boy thing of being like gross girlfriend what sex (laughs) um okay so i have to ask you um 
What would you wish for? Oh, fucking hell. Oh, shit bags. Okay. What would you wish for? What, if I knew it was going to come true or if I was just a down and out kid? <laughs> um, I think if you knew. If I if knew it was, was going to come true. And I'm 12 and I'm around 12 years old. Yeah, let's say you're 12. You're oh, Anna, I was so fickle as a kid. <laughs> it would probably be like for everyone to fancy me or something. Oh, and no, so, I know that sounds That breaks awful. my heart. No, would, it doesn't like, sound awful. That's the wish that you just said, though, is not material. That's about, you know, feeling safe and accepted. Yeah. Isn't it? I think it would have been. Really? Yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't I have realised that until years later. That's why people want everyone to fancy them, right? Yeah, they want to feel like they're enough. Yeah. Oh, or the God. best. <laughs> but it would be a fun film as well, I think. Yeah, 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 it would. What would you wish for? Probably the same. Yeah, it would either be the same as you or it would have been to do with being like a famous singer. or so- Not famous, but like being able to... Oh, yeah, yeah. I think actually we'd have had quite similar wishes because if it wasn't for people's fans, yeah. it would have been something to do with being... Really, really good at something. Really good at something or really famous or really, yeah. Yeah. Rich. I don't think I would have been that interested in being rich, but definitely for like everyone to think I was amazing at something. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think you're amazing. Now it's like your wish would have come true. Oh, it only took 18 years. 18 years and not even a wish. (laughs) Oh, I wish plenty. (laughs) Oh my God, you know what? I probably would have wished for a boyfriend. Oh. All my periods. It probably would have been you something have awful like that. Period, mate. I was like the most flat-chested slash still am the most flat-chested person. No, I'm not. I mean, but whatever. But I am. Kiddies. Okay. They're very. Listen, we'll post a picture on the Insta. Yeah, yeah. We'll put a picture of my belly button and my tits <laughs> and some inspirational quotes. <laughs> and for people who haven't listened to the podcast, it'll be an absolute dream of a grid yeah, on Insta. Yeah. Um. No, I think. I wanted to blossom into womanhood uh-huh. and it took me a long time to realise, oh, if you wait till you have boobs to start wearing a bra, you just never going to wear a bra. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I kept waiting for like, oh my God, I, I guess that growth spurt's going to come when I get massive tits and, you know, become like this womanly woman. I'm, I am not that. I'm very like boyish figure, you know, uh-huh. East Asian style. Um, so it's, uh... God, what a different, what different films we'd have made. It's fucking mad, isn't it? Because I'm like, why did I want to to have my period? Because of what came after, because of what that Because what it signifies, yeah. Yeah. And actually, there's something I noticed in this film, just about innocence and lost innocence, that actually in a lot of other films, I would have flagged as problems, but actually what they serve to do is show his innocence and... And when that goes, I think it's actually quite cleverly done. But before it that, is. the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they find the worst hotel to put him up for. Billy nicks mm-hmm. some money off it from his dad's sock drawer and they get him this awful hotel in New York. The kind where you just wouldn't let your skin touch the mattress. It's it's the kind of hotel where I think in a, it's it's called like St. James's or something. It's I think called, it's like yeah. a... Yeah. It's like a flop house, basically. It's yeah. for people who don't have a home. Which essentially is, is right of him in that, in that sense. My question for you is, what's the, what's the worst hotel you've ever stayed in? 
Have you ever stayed in something that's made you feel? Because, oh my God, actually there's that little bit where he cries. He puts the dresser against the door and he cries. And yeah. I thought that is brilliant acting, Tom. He's 12. It's really scary. Very it would be good. Very scary. And he thought he acted it brilliantly. But yes, question. Have you yeah. ever stayed somewhere that bad? Yeah. I um, I don't want it to sound like, oh, my diamond shoes are too tight. But I did a film in Indonesia. So it's a film that's set in the um, Bornean rainforest. Right. So the filmmakers um, decided to actually film it in the Bornean rainforest, but they couldn't film it in Malaysia, which is where it's set, because it's not very complimentary um, of the Malaysian government. So they did it in Indonesia. But, I mean, it is... There is no infrastructure where where they were, right? Right. I, I mean... It's insane that they chose to make a film there. The hotel, the quote-unquote hotel that I was put up in there, everything was flooded there um, because it was rainy season. It was just that. There was a dark state. There was two beds. One of them sagged right down. That One of them had a big dark stain on the blanket. So then you swap the blankets, but you're kind of scared about what is going to be underneath. Yeah, you because don't trust the blankets. We're in the middle of the rainforest, this rainforest area. There's loads of, like, lizards, mm insects all sorts of things creatures running around cockroaches and stuff and the it, it's really just quite run down the bathroom it's like the inside of a kettle it's just there's no there's no um there's no sink oh there's no sink there's just a there's like a garden tap that just goes straight onto the floor okay um how long were you in there for oh because of the floodings and stuff i had two days of shooting and I was there for three and a half weeks. Oh, in that? In there, yeah. Oh my God. And actually, the rest of the crew were in a nicer hotel, oh, which still was very basic. Yeah. But, so we, and there's there's no drinking, there's no, um, there's nothing to do all day. It's boiling hot and everyone's like, oh my God, our Uncle Tay, uh, white person, white person, you know. Right. You can't just go strolling about the place. Yeah. So... You all, I also just couldn't go and just be hanging out outside the car park of the hotel yeah. with anyone. I'd have to wait for someone to come and pick me up if they were free from filming and take me to the other hotel so I could sit and just still do nothing. Sitting but, off. But just sitting out the front of it being like, at least I'm here where I might see somebody from the production who speaks English. Oh my God. That is a long time. It was a long time. It was a long time. Yeah. And in the end, uh, I hope the director doesn't ever listen to this, but in the end, they tried to push me again and again. I was like, it was my birthday coming up and I'd yeah. been there for almost my, and I've been away for the UK for about six weeks at this point. Yeah. And I was like, I have a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing and it's called not being here. I have to go I and do that. I have a thing. I have Fly to me go. there, please. <laughs> and yeah. And I, it was the right decision, but I was like... It's I the beds, though. It's the dark stain on the bed. As soon as he, like, jumped onto the mattress, I was like, Mm-mm, no, no, no skin would be touching that. The worst hotel I stayed in was in Essex somewhere. It was a and b And when we checked in, they asked if we would be staying the night. Whoa. That, it didn't ring. It Like, alarm bells rang, but I was like, what is that? Why Why is that a problem? Why? Do you know what I mean? It didn't what click. What kind of a hotel? Tell me more. 
it, there is no more. We got up there, there were stains on the floor, there were stains on the bed, stains on the blanket. But how did you come about booking this? Who do I, I blame for I was doing TIE, I was doing theatre and education. Ah, uh, okay. So it the was, the producers yeah. had booked us a hotel, yeah. and we turned up at the hotel and I was like, we have to leave, we couldn't get hold of them, so we had to stay there. So it was one of those where I got my pyjamas, and I put the yeah. pyjamas over my mm-hmm. hands, over my, like, my socks tucked into my pyjamas, a hoodie on. It was awful. Uh, yeah, awful. same. There was a lot of very smart use of a sarong while yes. I was there. Resourceful, yeah. if anything, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in the morning, the lady who ran the B&B did a breakfast and she said, I bought a ham for you, for me and the two other guys <laughs> that I was on tour with. And she was slicing this ham. And I said, oh, I'm actually just fine with, I think, like cereal or like a croissant or something like that. There were no croissants, who am I kidding? But like with some cornflakes. And she was like, why not the ham? And I said, oh, I'm absolutely fine. I don't want Why not ham. the ham? Why not the ham? Emily? And we said it for that whole tour. Why not the ham? It was awful. It was a really bad place. Wow. Are you staying wow. the night? That's amazing. Are you staying the night is yeah. a real doozy. Yeah. And I got real severe flashbacks when that came up on screen. I was like, yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's intense. I could, I would love to do now this whole episode just on hotel shit. Well, we basically have, so we should move on. Yeah, all right. Okay. So just moving on to the fact that he manages to, he keeps falling on his feet because of his like joyful naivete and, you know, that kind of shit. But speaking of, speaking of still legit. Yeah. I think we can, we don't even need to debate it. Imagine if he wasn't Tom Hanks, he was a black man or a woman or anyone other than a regular, pleasant-faced white guy. Yeah. Is he strolling in everywhere, just being fucking given a job for no good reason? Do you know what I mean? Like, if a black woman, if, if, if Viola Davis walks in... Yeah. If she's the actress we're we're working with here, right? And and walks in saying, I'm here for the computer analyst job. Yeah. And he basically just gives it to him for well, it's kind fuck of all reason. Up, it's kind of set up like the love interest. I can't remember her name actually. The Susan. The, Susan. Judy yeah. Garland. Judy Garland. Oh yeah. She yeah, she yes. Right? Absolutely. Hundred so percent. She comes in and says, This person needs to be fired. She can't do this. She can't do this. And the guy's I like, know. Oh, when can you start? And it's like, well, there's still people waiting to... What? That's such a week, but fuck it, you know, fine. Yeah, but also um, in this... I mean, it's an excellent script and it's very, very... It's very deft. Mm. But it, um, from what I could tell, that was not the position the person had been fired from. No, it was not. It was nothing to do with anything. The guy just couldn't be bothered to interview anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, would, it was just a distraction kind of thing. And then he was like, oh, I'm so distracted, I've given you the job. Yeah. But... I was like, well, surely she could have been like that guy from analytics. I've had to let them go. Oh, when can you start in this role? Also, anyway, when he starts the job, he's literally great at it. The guy leans over like you're making us look bad. So what you're saying is a 12 year old could do that job. Uh, uh, But the the thing is, 100 percent. Like, I think it's quite a smart thing because computers at that time. Yeah, I think probably 12 year old basic were the ones who actually had a better handle on, you know, because the guy, the sleazy man who sits in the next cubicle, who only, I mean, that guy only ever plays sleazy, sleazy characters. That's his, that's his. He um, was in SNL where they were listing all the, you know, in 2019, lots, or was it 2018, loads of celebrities died. 
Yeah, 2018. So SNL, they did a thing where they wanted to read out the names of some legends that they'd lost and they read out his name. Oh, and no. it cuts to him in the audience being like, no, no, no. Oh, like, right. Yeah, okay. we're going to miss him. <laughs> then, you know, so he must obviously, you know, he's done a lot. But yeah, he always plays those guys. He says um, a line that is so memorable for me where he, he says, um, see that woman over there in the red? If you say hello to her, she's yours. I mean, it's such a fucking Horrible. awful misogynistic. And he's such a slime ball. But um, he's like, her legs, what does he say? Oh, she'd wrap your legs around you so tight you'll be screaming for mercy. And he's like, oh, I'll stay away from her then. That's so good. Yeah, because I was like, as soon as he started saying that line, I got my pen out, I'm writing my notes, being like, mm. And then Tom's response, I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's good. I know. But what did disappoint me later... <clears throat> And I wondered how you felt about this. Is that they have a work do where Tom Hanks turns up in a white tuxedo, mm-hmm. and this woman that has been mentioned mm. goes hi, and I'm like, no, don't play her as look. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, me and John looked at each other like, yeah, that wasn't. That is essentially what the whole. I mean, the whole film is a fucking boys. It's boys and their toys. It genuinely is. And I wanted to come on to that, actually. What is 80s and 90s America are obsessed with malls and toys and these kind of benevolent Willy Wonka types, right? I mean, you know, we have it even with Short Circuit. We've got this obsession with toys and getting into the minds of of children in that very corporate way. and And then... Then them going, oh, it's like we almost forgot the real magic of a mall, of a fucking department (laughs) store. It's it's a fucking shop. It's a toy shop. (laughs) This is a toy shop and this is just shit. This is just stuff. Yeah. You know, and I, you know. Because I thought that, I was like, this is, there's so many films that were, there was a film called Toys. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. But I don't, I don't think, um that would still necessarily play out in the same way, you know, in the Home Alone way where just everyone's like, wow, a toy shop. Because it's just like, oh, buy your kids more fucking toys. Like, yeah. um, But they're, they are really into that as, as a kind of a film trope. Um, on the whole boys being boys aspect, mm. it was weird because there's the first half of the film I thought, hmm, what, who's the audience for the for this film? Yeah. And bearing that in mind, that it's not a kids' kids' film. No. In terms of the message, is it boys hitting puberty? Because they mention kind of, it's never too seedy with the boys, but you know they're describing seeing a woman's boobs if you look in the right way. And when mm-hmm. he meets Susan for the first time, he notices he can see her bra. Yeah. I mean, by 13, he's having full-on regular sex, which is something we probably need to come to. I think we need because to, Because yeah. <laughs> he's going to turn back into a kid and then have to wait four, five years to have that he's experience not gonna again. It's going to be no, very good not. in bed. Just because you've been having sex for four or five years or Yeah, but with a woman 13. who knows what she wants and likes, probably. Well, I would... Let's just get into it now. So we're trying to sell the idea that she's just been satisfied. She's been satisfied by this boy who's just lost his virginity and he's 12. I mean, obviously she well, doesn't know that, but... Well, he's, he's actually at that just, point. Uh, just turned 13. Well, no, I kept reiterating that. John kept saying, but he's 12. And I was like, he's 13. Like, that made any sense. I know. And, and there is um, a slight inc- incongruence between the way he is with Cynthia 
the absolute 80s babe, yeah. 13-year-old at the beginning that he's got the hots for, where he can only say the word yes yeah. to her. He can only say yes. He's very coy, very shy. Never. He's clearly, like, never kissed anyone. Their first kiss is... Um, Not like my first kiss. No. Uh, no. Because the first boy that kissed me, he lunged at me, mouth open, tongue coming out like, like fucking anaconda. The first boy that kissed me had me do that to him. So, <laughs> uh, and washing machine, and then <laughs> oh, then the oh, then some more of the. Even then, later on, when you're like fifteen, sixteen, thinking, oh, I'll just lick all around you, fucking like a dog. Oh, get away from me! No, get His away first kiss from is me. a very adult kiss. Even in the way he holds her, they're in that kind he of. Holds yeah, he holds her. it's not holds her. I wasn't convinced by that. Obviously, they're trying to make it a, a viable because there's a he does do a nice sort of bit where he kind of keep, he's got a bit of hover hand. Yeah, you know, he he's not know what to do. Yeah, but I'm like, was that directed? Or was it Tom Hanks being like, I'm not going to look like a fucking mug. <laughs> I am going to give her a proper guess. I'll ask him. I'll give him a call now. Give him a, give him a tinkle. Give because a how is... No, I'm just going to say no. 100% <laughs> no. You're 13 in like Sweden or something. That would be fine. Like you're having sex you're 13. I know people who've lost their virginity at 13 and they it was lovely, you know, whatever. With other 13-year-olds. Yeah. Okay. He's never worked this penis before. Yeah. And it should have been a wanking montage. Billy, at one point on his birthday, says, you know, let's get some dirty magazines and some beer. And I was like, that would have been the first thing. Yeah. First thing, you'd be like, let's go buy dirty magazines and get drunk and smoke some cigarettes. And that's Maybe it. That's and I, think, I don't really mind. It's not like they ever really use the message to objectify women. It is more about those boys hitting puberty. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I felt like definitely. that was quite real. But, okay, so this is skipping, but it's to do with that. Her reaction when she finds out he is 13? Discuss. When she suddenly believes him and she realises, oh my God, he's telling the truth. He is just okay. a child. Well, in that case, I do want to go back a little bit and talk about Susan then. It's not fair on, on her either because no. she is portrayed in more than one way as sleeping her way to the top. Yes. Yeah, and she even says, it's not like that anymore. So this prick, Paul, who she's sort of dating, but really they're having this kind of like dastardly dick and muttly relationship with this. Where they stand around smoking long cigarettes talking about how they're going to take over the company. And you're sort of like... Not to unravel it too much, but there is really no need for them to be pushing their jobs are secure. No. It's not like Macmillan or whatever his name is, the old toy maker, Geppetto. It's not like he says, it's not like he goes, there's only one room for one person and everyone yeah. else is going to get fired. There's no. no ultimatum in that respect. Nobody's looking for a promotion. No, they're just like, we want to be the top, even though it, it, it's a bit un... Yeah. It's, you know, it yeah, a bit undeveloped is, is the right way to say it, yeah. But she is the one woman who's not a secretary. Do you know what I mean? She's the only woman in the whole business. And she's accused of sleeping her way to the top where it does really appear like the only way she's able to, because we see her sort of melt and her soften throughout, you yeah. know, her engagement with with Josh, um, is that she's been forced to be like, I'm a sophisticated woman that smokes cigarettes, drinks brandy and has sex. I think 
this that's one of the biggest problematic things for me in the film and the one that would threaten its legitimacy most of all yes. is that message that we've had for so long that women can't be successful career women and have their shit together and I mean yes. have their shit together is there's got to be something like they're either incapable of having female friends or they've slept their way there yeah and she she's a ba- she's basically um she's a stiff and she's um she's like affectedly sophisticated you know so and it's and it's actually quite sad uh to watch because she when she goes up to his apartment she's like let's get out of here they're at this party which just really brushing upon it there's a fucking bullshit condescending moment where she tries to talk work with her boss and he's like oh susan have a drink have Have two drinks yeah it's a party it's like you fucking employed her because she's a go-getter. Like, this is obviously, she's obviously working really hard for your company. And then you're like, oh, but look at this young young lad who I played chopsticks with on a fucking... She's been working there for how long and pushing and pressing. They could have gone into that further. I think that, that would have been a lovely character layer of her being overlooked. Because actually later on when she takes over josh's pitch you're like oh they've set her you know she's the one who's supporting at every stage men who are clearly getting promoted over her because that's why and it's never really acknowledged more than that that's what the boyfriend the evil boyfriend is sort of saying like what about this guy this guy like all rungs on the ladder that then you slept your way here whereas actually she's boss also on that yeah i feel like you know how she says i'm not doing that anymore is then i'm not sleeping my way to the top anymore yeah it feels like she was doing that with Josh all the way up to the trampoline. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Because actually, it feels like she... And, and that's why it's cleverly done um, when she later on goes like, you know, and I'm a little girl still in pigtails when he's trying to yeah. say, I'm a child. Um, because she's trying to keep the veneer of a sophisticat, you know? Yeah. She's going, well, I... She's trying to get out of staying over by being like well look I'm a woman of the world I would but this seems a bit you know then he disarms her by saying oh sleepover yeah come in yeah and then she doesn't want to go on the trampoline and so on but actually it's because she's trying to really hold on to this thing of like I am a businesswoman in New York City. And I am tough and I'm heartless and I am... Because that is what we, as women, are sold. It's like, if you want to play with the big boys, you've got to put your big boy pants on. Yeah. You've got to drink martinis and you've got to laugh at the misogynist jokes and you've got to be cutthroat yeah. and you've got to sleep with, you know, 100% all those names that are listed off as men she slept around with would have been like, oh, just come back to mine for a coffee, you know, and then... So she's learned to play the game. She's learned to play the game. Be like, oh, that doesn't hurt me. Oh, how apt that she goes in and she actually plays games. Yeah. <laughs> and even and the fact he doesn't sleep with her, that would probably yeah. break my heart if you'd gone in for sex and someone was like, you're in the bottom bunk. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's the first time she's having an interaction with a man that isn't on the fast track to a sexual relationship. Yes, yeah. That's like... What what do you want to hang out with me for to have sex with me? So therefore, I will make myself available for sex. Yeah. Then their relationship progresses. I mean, it's hard to get on board with because he's an oddball because he's 12. And yeah, yeah, then, yeah. you know, they have... Remember when she has that argument with him and she's like, what are we doing here? 
what are we doing? And he doesn't know how to answer, so he bats her with a thing and she bats him yeah. with a thing. And then they roll around and I guess have sex. I just, all the time, I'm like, <laughs> but is it good? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Okay, I really want to, let's come back to that one more time. Okay. It would not, it is a 100% fantasy, a kind of slightly disturbing fantasy, a Tom Hanks fantasy. It's like, but it's Tom, it's like the reality of it is meant to be that he's a 13-year-old boy that's never touched a boob or kissed a girl. Oh my God. About to have sex. I've got to stop you. The first time he touches a boob. The first time he touches uh, a boob. I'm sorry yeah. if anybody had would ever touch my boob like that sorry that I keep saying boob no god I would I'd be like what is happening what are you doing so it's like a tender like a tender cupping it started as a tender cupping but his face I'm sorry I just want to play that bit over and over not in a boob way it's terrifying actually I didn't mind that so maybe I'm terrifying which i'm okay with or but maybe i'm a cold-hearted get off my tits kind of bit no because I, I you know get on my tits i'm not for it he's staring at one breast while cupping it and he just stays there staring at it absolutely fascinated in awe and she's like yes i think it's very it's very worshipful and i think it is it is it's, i think that's the flavor of it it's like oh wow this guy is like honouring me, worshipping me. I think it's a patience thing for me. If somebody honoured or worshipped me, it sounds good. Like I want to be <laughs> worshipped. But if somebody spent, I would say, three minutes, three to four minutes, cupping one breast, I would be like, crack the fuck on. Oh no. No, I'm, I'm all about the suspense. I like the suspense. Oh, Just... I'm like, come on. I want to have dinner after this. <laughs> you know that scene? You know that scene in Sex in the City where Miranda really fucks up with Steve? They're having sex and she says, did you come? And he says, no, I'm holding back. And she says, oh, just get on with it. Right, right, and right, it really, right. And that sets the whole episode off. Right. I did not see any problem with what Miranda said. <laughs> Listen, sometimes do get on with it because it's great. You know, oh, wow, oh, spontaneous morning. But I do actually have somewhere to go. And there's, that doesn't change. And, yeah. I gotta go. A quickie's a quickie. I gotta ship out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I gotta Hurry up. To At catch. least bring the other boob and Come on. It's so interesting what bothered me about that yeah. scene was as soon as she took off her top. Half took it off. Or whatever. Yeah, like it was draped. It mm. was all very, and she's a beautiful woman. She is. And her 80s hair is fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's got like this, she's got her lovely bra on and you're seeing it's lovely shot like from the side. So you're seeing all I could fucking think of was her bra strap is so loose. Really? Her, her, oh no, Emily, I was watching the bra strap. I was like, if I was the costume department, I would be like, I'm sorry, we have to go again. I need to tighten the bra strap. The bra strap is essentially like, you know, levitating off of the shoulder a little bit. And then later on, I see that when he goes to... Take, tenderly worship the boob, the strap falls down seductively. And I was like, that's why, that is purpose. why they literally have loosened it so that actually she's getting no support from I that bra. how many shots it took to get the strap to fall. The strap, the strap. It was, I was like, there's a problem here. What's going on? And then I realised, oh, it's so that the seductive bra strap could fall down. Oh my God. So we were both focusing on Two very, very different and very unsexy things, really. <laughs> so have we done enough to get to 
to get to where. Yeah, but just I have to put a full stop and say that he did. That's why I'm saying a Tom Hanksian is a Tom Tom Hanksian fantasy. Fantasy. It's like, oh, because we love Tom Hanks and he's so capable. That is genuinely what we love about Tom Hanks, I think. Yeah. Is Tom Hanks. He's very vulnerable in his performances. He is, but he's he's capable and open. So if you flick a coin at Tom Hanks, you think that man's going to catch it. Yeah. That's Tom Hanks, yeah. right? And we we are buying in. Do you think I'd catch the coin? No. Oh. <laughs> you bitch. Absolutely not. You bitch. You'd be like, oh, it hit my nose. I hate things touching my nose. Oh my god. <laughs> that was too true. Well, you wouldn't catch the coin either. I wouldn't. It would hit you in the temple and you would fume. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'd be really angry. Okay. Really set ourselves up as Pinky and the Brain there, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But Tom Hanks is, in this, we're we're buying into him being able to do sex. But he is 12. Susan would be like, okay, oh, so you're looking for a bit of guidance. You're looking. And then she'd be like, oh, you are literally trying to put your dick up my bum. I mean, which is fine, but it wouldn't be the scenario they were going. But it's not the scene we expected to come next. I don't, he won't know what sex is, like mm. literally. So I'm just saying, did they have sex? Probably not. I think they did. I think they had lots and lots and lots of good sex, which is a problem. It's a problem and I don't understand it. But they and... could have done a scene that acknowledged it that would have been quite funny. They yeah. could have... Instead of him being like, I'm the king of the world, I did sex... He, she would have been like, oh, I'm going to go down on him. He'd come immediately and that before, would be he, Before she got there. Although, does he have the physiology of a, of a 30-year-old man or the physiology of a 12-year-old? Because He's got the physiology of a 30-year-old because he checks it out mm. in the bathroom. That's one of the first things he checks out. But I mean, like, a 12-year-old, they're like wank machines, right? Oh, I see. Boys, write in, let me know. But as far as I know, they, you're just going at it all the time. Are you, slash were you, a wank machine? Please <laughs> let us know at isitstilllegit at gmail.com. <laughs> Yes or no, will do. Pictures, not welcome. No, 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 no pics. So anyway, we might as well move on because we won't be able to answer that question. It's no. a Hollywood fallacy. It's yeah. A, oh. <laughs> hey. Um, I really like that. Hollywood fallacy. Oh, Name of the fallacy. podcast. Yeah. Um, so when she finds out he is 13 yes. years old, mm. she's quite cool with it, Anna. And, and when she finds out a wish turned him into a child. I don't, I still don't understand how she realises it. Because he's, this is what we came to last night. Okay. He said, I'm a child, you're not listening, I am a child. Mm. Yeah, and very funnily and understandably, she's like, oh yeah, we're all children, I'm a child, we're all scared little children, you know. Yeah, and also that whole, I'm a child, I don't think I'm ready for a relationship is really cleverly done. Very, very nicely done. Very good scene. Yeah. So she hears part of that. They do a presentation. He's obviously acting really weird. And then she says, uh, they say, how much are you going to sell this, you know, the comic book idea that he's come up with? How much are you selling yeah. it for? She says, eighteen ninety five a unit. They said, do you really think a child would pay that for it? And yeah. she says, it's quite weak, Anna. She says, I think a child would. And then she's like, oh my God, only a child would come up with this. This is why he's so good at his job. It's like it all clicks in, but it's it is weak. It that's one script tweak away from from the instead of the question, would a child pay eighteen ninety five? The question is, who would come up with this? 
or who would want to play with this? And she would go, I, I think children would be, children would love this. Children would go mad for the children. Oh, yeah. my boyfriend, you know, then you yes. can, it's a yeah, long way to go. Really unclear. It was really unclear. And I was like, oh, this has been so well scripted up to this point and we're trying to get her. She played the moment really well. Yeah, she did. Yeah. But it yes, wasn't, she did. You know, it wasn't clear. She's also, she also gets there and she's sort of like, oh, it's too late. He's interacted with the wish machine. <laughs> it's like, how did you piece this together? Like from your fractured conversation last night where you thought he was talking about metaphorically being a child. Yeah. Okay. But you know, it's important to move the, the action on in that respect. But, you know, she does say, so how old are you? 15, 16? And he's like, <laughs> 13. And... And she's like, I could go to fucking jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't you fucking tell anyone about this. You know, fuck, then... this film wasn't made the other way around because I would be in jail. Exactly what I wanted to say to you. Exactly. Imagine. It's this thing of, A, it's a combination of two things. One, we value a girl's virginity in a way that we don't value uh, a boy's virginity. Yeah. We, um, oh God, her precious flower. Whereas with a boy, you're like... Sow those seeds. Go on, son, yeah. And, you know, that's one thing. But I think even more playing into this is the fact that it's like a school teacher fantasy. An older woman, like a young boy, an experienced woman. I just think there's... I don't know how to say it, like a patriarchal overtone. There is. Where there the is. men involved in making this film are like, yeah, you know, it's what makes him apparently do good sex on her at 13 years old <laughs> as a virgin. Yeah. This is, that's a male fantasy. But I think going back to Susan. Well, she'd be in jail. She's going to jail. And they're still holding hands when they walk off. They're still holding hands. And when she he gets out of the car or just about to get out of the car and he's like, she says something like, um, you 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 won't remember me, and he's like, yeah, oh yes, I will. But she says maybe in like ten years, who knows? Yeah, and she's slightly wry in that respect. Yeah, I know. But he would be twenty three, and she would be forty three, and that's that is okay. But it's on the cusp. And then he shrinks very quickly. Again, again, I was like, um, so we're in a situation where you've just decided that even though last time you spent the whole evening, you went to sleep and you woke up a man, you're not even like, well, I should probably go back, spend the night in my swanky New York flat, make sure that I'm a child, put some child clothes on, go back. I'm like, no, I'll just knit back and... If by the time I walk to my front door, I'm not a child, I'll just walk in as a somberly dressed 30-year-old yes, man. What did he think? Who previously came into the house and a, a, attempted to attack the mother. Yeah. Is he ever going to tell his mum that he was never abducted? Because the first thing is the police are coming over to question you, mate. Where have you been? Because you have rung her and let her think you've been abducted. And also, again, in this very minimising way, she's like, Josh, Josh, you're home! Not, oh my God, Josh, are you okay? Where did they touch you? Where have you been? It, Where are they? Why are you wearing a man's suit? Why is there oh a in the car outside? You smell like sex, Josh. And she has that moment with on the, on the walkie-talkies oh, yeah? with Billy. Yeah. And he didn't even bother fucking letting his mum know that he was still alive on his fucking birthday, oh, man. No. Did he not miss his family at all? His little baby sister. His little baby sister who he had to share a room with, which is a weird touch. Yeah. Yeah, um, and he slept through her crying, which I was like, mm, fine. Would that I could sleep yeah. that way. But the, yeah, that moment, and Billy's like, everything's going to be okay. As his mum, I'd be like, 
why the fuck aren't you bothered? It wouldn't even be why the fuck aren't you bothered. You'd be like, he's traumatised, there's something wrong with him. <laughs> yes. Billy needs help. His best friend went missing and he's not emoting. When Josh came back, they would go to therapy. You know, what would he say to them? It would either be a police investigation. Yeah, he would either be like, okay, we need to investigate the people who kidnapped you or you're telling us that you turned into a grown man. You need to go to... We're um, you immediately. Yeah, we have to be... You have to... You have to leave Have again. some intense... <laughs> you can't have you around your little sister. Yeah, with your delusions. So that's the bleak ending of so Big, that guys. is the bleak ending of Big. He is sectioned. Um, so Emily, <laughs> Emily, is Big still legit? I'm going to say yes. Big is still legit. There's a few things that I would call plot holes. Mm-hmm. But the film, I think, holds up really well yeah i think so too i think it is still legit it is a bit unfortunate in terms of that everyone's white everyone's a man yes Um, oh my god we haven't actually even gone into that it's very white male what's not legit is susan's susan's story and character yeah if that was made again that would have to change so that's not legit for women to always have to be like it's, it's the same thing with knocked up yeah just you just need to find the right man. Yeah. And how many times have you heard that as a woman? Mm-hmm. This kind of like, I mean, I had a fucking director say that to me once. Ooh. You just you just need a good fucking. <gasps> yeah, a director. You On a job. Prick. Is he still alive? Did you let him live? Emily, this, this is the problem with those situations. I was so horrified and shocked. It, to be fair, it was at the rat party. I mean, oh. why am I saying to be fair? Oh, oh well, if it's at the rat party, what are you mentioning about? So it was a great job. Um, Little 12-year-old Anna regretting that wish. <laughs> Instantly. Oh, shit. It didn't turn out like the, the white man that made this wish. <laughs> so we're saying it's legit, uh, but there are certain elements not legit. Yeah, could do better. Could yes, do better. But in terms of the fact that it was made in 88. See me after class, but you will progress to the next year. Yes. <laughs> we'll at some point do... A Tom Hanks ep, I think. I think so. We've done a yeah. few. Mm-hmm. What a career. Um, but in the meantime, shall we talk about what we're going to do next week? Yes. So next week, we are going to be looking at Ugly Betty. Yes. Okay, fun fact. Yeah. The first night that Ugly Betty came out, I got mm-hmm. text messages from three separate people that didn't know each other being like, you're on TV. Yes. This is a shocked silence in case you can't. I had wonky teeth. I know she had braces, but I just had wonky teeth, people. And I am the only brown person that they knew, which just says a lot about representation at the time it came out. So I cannot wait to go in. We 100% have to bring that up in the next episode. Okay, we will. We'll go further. We, will, uh, we are going to unpack that. Yeah. Great. Um, so if you can, I believe it's on Amazon Prime, we'll watch a few episodes, drop us a line on our email, is it still legit at gmail.com or on Instagram. Let us know if there's any particular episode or character you want us to, to watch. To get into. Um, otherwise we'll just, we'll just pick. We'll just pick. We'll just pick for you. Until next week. Bye. Bye.